Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. I'm back. And today I'm with another guest, obviously. I'm with Deb Pines. Hello, Deb. Thank you for coming and welcome to my podcast, Multiple Voices. Hello, and I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay. And thank you for getting me out of some of my Thanksgiving routines and chores. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break before I, I have today's... to dive into the cooking. <laughs> today's Wednesday. I know. I get that. Um, Deb Pines is a an award-winning headline writer for the New York Post and author of eight murder mysteries that are top sellers where they're set in Chautauqua. I I forgot to ask it. It's hard to pronounce. Chautauqua. Chautauqua, of course, we're in Indian territory. Chautauqua, New York. All right. Well, let's start with that. First of all, when you say um, headline writer, exactly what is that? Well, I uh, I work on the, what's called the copy desk of okay. the New York Post. Newspapers mm-hmm. have copy desks. There's mm-hmm. reporters who come in earlier in the day. Yep. And I used to be a reporter right. who write the stories. My team, the copy desk, we do a bunch of tasks that people don't find sexy. And that's <laughs> we try and we try and catch spelling mistakes and things that don't make sense. And we mm-hmm. chop the stories to fit the space. And the p- fun part of the job that everyone asks me about, because I work for a tabloid newspaper, yeah. is the head the headlines. Yeah. Uh, the New York Post is a tabloid newspaper that's known for headlines that walk a fine line be- every day uh, between humor and bad taste. Oh, so, <laughs> so there's a lot so of we, um, sensationalism lot- in there. A little bit of sensationalism, yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit of puns that are a little naughty or off color. Yeah. Um, and uh, off so, color. Wait a minute. Please, a little bit. please define that off color a little better. Well, uh, I'm not sure. Do you? Uh, how far we go with this? But there's <laughs> there be as much as you'd some, like. Okay. Some of the most famous headlines we've had were about uh, the scandal that involved Anthony Weiner. Have you heard of him? No, I don't know. I haven't. He, was a, he was a congressman in New York uh-huh. who got himself in trouble for uh, sending, uh, I'll say sexting, sexting, uh-huh. sending yeah, yeah. photos, below the belt photos of himself. Uh-huh. 
and he happened to be named Wiener. <laughs> right. So we had a series of headlines that would be Wiener's Rise and Fall. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. That kind of stuff. Oh, I get And my, one of my famous headlines um, <laughs> w- concerned a dispute between Jeff Bezos of yeah. Amazon yeah. and Andrew Pecker, yeah. he also has a name, <laughs> who's the editor of the National Enquirer. Uh-huh. Uh, Bezos also sent photos of himself. Right. Uh, I remember that. I remember that. And he uh, got into a feud with uh, the National Enquirer. Right. And he said that he was being blackmailed. Yeah. uh, And he decided he was going to strike first and say, tell the world they're blackmailing me with these stupid pictures he sent himself Mm. um, to a girlfriend. And so my headline was Bezos exposes... Pecker. <laughs> that's fantastic. So that's, that's fantastic. the kind of stuff we do. Oh, but it's, and, it's fabulous, the creativity there. I mean, it's, it's, and I it's could it's do real. more headlines if you want more headlines, <laughs> or I could do whatever whatever direction you want to take this. Well, you gave us a really good taste of those. Uh, they're tasty. They really are tasty. Yes. And they, yeah, of course, there's a sensationalism, but they have to be attractive they have to attract they have to you know be an eye opener an eye catcher that's that's fabulous they, they do and we're we're known for that yeah. uh the like i said it's just a fraction of my job because a lot of the job <laughs> is editing and right of course you know gritty gritty stuff mm-hmm. yeah. but the headlines even the inside headlines we take Pride in, Pride in doing, you know, that, yeah. in doing, and so that's I enjoy that. Well, you know, I it's it's like the title of book or a title of anything. Exactly. Me, as a writer, yes. I usually start with a draft title, and then that changes. Okay. You know, so I I concentrate and then work outwards. In this case, um, is your experience uh, with headlines uh, that? They come when you least expect it, or do they come after a long time? Or if they come now, they come now, or else they'll never come. Uh, you know, I we have to work on deadline, so right, we're sure. always writing quickly. Right. Uh, the stories inside, you know, I might start with a headline, and then I edit the story, and then I come back and change the headline. Right. Um, the outside headline, what we call the wood... Uh-huh. Uh, it's an old phrase because in tabloids, these giant screaming headlines, mm-hmm. uh, when they used to typeset them, were made out of wood, uh-huh. as opposed to the inner ones, which were metal. Oh, uh, I see. But the the wood gets the most attention in the uh, process, and so uh, when we used to be in the office, now I work remotely. Yeah, uh, like most yeah. like most people. Um, it might be a brainstorming, yes. you know, for, for the wood. Uh, but I also being a bit of a shyer girly type, mm-hmm. I submit my headlines in writing general often mm-hmm. from home or in person, right? even when my headline is the chosen one. Right. Um, and so, uh, it, it, and every department participates in the choosing the front page. Ah, headline. okay. That's interesting. So, yeah. A lot so of energy. So we just want to, we, yes, that's our, uh, it, 
it used to sell newspapers. Maybe it still does. Maybe. But in the time when people would choose the newspaper off the newsstand, you know, and get on the train, the headline that grabs you, uh, you know, is the one you buy. And sure. um, so we put our most efforts into it. And I think it sells us too. Yeah. Now in the internet age, early in the uh, in the evening, once we pick tomorrow's headline, uh, the team that does stuff online uh, puts our front page online. Yeah. You know, I, and yeah. I have to say, uh, as a fact, uh, most people just read headlines. I mean, they, yes. all read, they read the That's articles. true. Yeah. That's true. And people's attention spans have gotten small, Strong. shorter. Yeah. And, you know what uh, really shocked me yes. recently yes. is online, you open an article, whatever, and it tells you 20 minutes to read. You know, it'll give you the... Yes. T- I, I, it's, I think that's so sad. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Yes. It's but interesting, you know, but it probably works, right? Because well, if you yeah. say to someone, you just need four minutes for this, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're more inclined to... Well, who knows if they're more inclined yeah. or less inclined. It depends, I guess, on their yeah. attention span. Right. Yeah. Yes. Are right. you particularly proud of one of your uh, titles for a book or... Well, um, uh, or I'll, I will I tell you this. Shouldn't I, no. shouldn't I turn it on you? No, I... Uh, I am the best title creator in the world. Whoa, okay. <laughs> well, my All right. ch- my, the, um, the agent that I'm working with says, you know, people are going to buy your book just on the strength of the title. <laughs> well, the, the titles I do think yeah, it's do important. have a big role. I mean, it's important. It's important. Yes. I mean, this book, The Magic of Pleasure Seeking, I mean, that's ah, <laughs> that's a great title, yeah, right? Well, that's you should see the chapter title. titles. <laughs> oh, um, okay. well, for many years, uh, for many years, almost all my professional life, um, I started out as a professional conference interpreter. So I worked with the State Department in the U.S. and traveled all over. Then immediately Whoa. after yeah. I started, I started teaching, and one of the ways that interpreters are able to work. It's simultaneous. You go in the booth with the hair, the headphones and you, you know, work from, with one language to another. The other way, yes. when you're working with press conferences, you take notes and that is a skill all its own. And, um, there's a, you know, there's a knack to do that, to doing that. And, uh, one of the things that is used are headlines, the idea of oh, headlines. Okay. Take yes. notes and then to expand. Right. And so yeah. part of the training is reading headlines and then inventing the story, which is, a, you know, the opposite <laughs> of what you do. Right. But, but it is. Right, I mean, right. it really is an art to create headlines. Yes. I, I have to acknowledge that. So now we're I, getting to the best part. I'm okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Because right, I can wait. give you a couple more headlines if you oh, want headlines, or save them, get... or save them for the end. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. There's a there are a couple of things here that I wanted to talk about. Well, one of them uh, obviously is the murder mysteries and uh, set in Chautauqua, New York, and and why... you got it. But um, one thing is that I know noticed that you had um, one of the topics that you would be interested in talking about was self-publishing. Now, a lot of people today, the publishing industry has changed and all of that. Now, have you ever gone the traditional route in publishing your mysteries? 
You know, I early on, I tried to go the traditional mm -hmm. route. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had, you know, two very encouraging moments where I got a, an agent. Uh -huh. And I actually thought I've arrived. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the first time yeah. I got an agent, I'll have to say I wasn't crazy about the agent oh, and, uh, terrible. you know, and she did her, she did an okay job trying to sell my work and it never sold. Ah. Then I went back in the process looking for another agent Yeah. and it was heartbreaking because I loved this agent. Oh. He was a big <laughs> shot mystery agent. He represented, I wouldn't say, you know, uh, you know, the very top people, but he represented a lot of people I very much admire. Sarah yeah. Paretsky, Ian uh -huh. Rankin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, lady who did Egyptian mysteries, I'm blanking on her name, Elizabeth oh. Peters. Uh -huh. This guy uh -huh. had like a stable of mystery writers that I just admired. Mm -hmm. And he took me on. And he did a very decent job trying to sell my books. And he actually, uh, you know, I hate, hate reliving this, but he, he <laughs> sold my book. He sold it to Bantam Books. Wow. And, uh, but, it, but, but it doesn't end well. It, oh. They reneged. <laughs> the oh, in editor, what way they reneged? The, After uh, the they got it. I, yeah. The editor uh, said they want a three-book deal. And my story is not different from a lot of people. As I proceed in life, I see yeah. a lot of people have hits and near misses and right, near sure. hits. And sure. so mine just looms large because it's my story. But yeah. uh, frankly, a lot of people in many arts fields get very close. And um, so I did too. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Just take a step back, Deb. <laughs> One step back. Yes. When you said that yes. they wanted a three book deal, at, they did. At that point, you didn't feel like you could produce I, three. Oh, no, 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 no. I uh, I was at work and mm -hmm. my boss, I, I was so thrilled. My boss said, sit down. I They wanted an idea of future plots and titles. Oh, and so you said, had to have picture no, ready. No, no, I, I had it. Ah. And so I wrote it out. And then uh, my agent said that they will be coming to us with, you know, the whatever the next step was very soon, mm -hmm. that the editor had approved it. And it was just a matter of sort of rubber stamp from the department. Right. Mm -hmm. And my kids would call me pretending to be the agent, <laughs> uh, offering me millions of dollars <laughs> for a movie deal. <laughs> And then, sadly, alas, uh, months went by, and my agent said that uh, the guy who thought he had the authority to purchase right. the three-book deal yeah. actually did not, Oh, and uh, the department did not want to buy it. Oh, dear. But, you know, the, the sad <laughs> so story. So that was truly heartbreaking. No, I would say you know, years of, of getting just form letter rejections I know, I know. were not as heartbreaking as getting as so that. close. Yes but, yes, but the thing is that for me, the real yeah. big problem is the waste of time. I mean, they it are is. wasting your time. They take so long to get back and that's not yes. fair. That's what I, you know, don't like. Yes. So, all right. So, but, so, what? so what happened is I felt tremendously disappointed mm -hmm. and I can't remember if I wrote any more after that right oh. away. Ooh. If I decided I Ooh. was going to just 
take a break, maybe yeah. retire from this. And I have, I have a very large family, ah. opinionated family. <laughs> and I have a niece who was reading one of my old books. And she said, this is better than anything you had done recently. Oh, good for her. Bravo. <laughs> and she was a teen, she was a teenager then. Good. And uh, so I decided, you know, I'm going to self-publish it. Yeah, good. Uh, even if it's just for my own sake, just to right. see a book on a sure. shelf sure. with my name on it. Mm-hmm. And it was set in Chautauqua. Chautauqua. Uh, now, now, wait a minute. Now, yeah, what is so, Chautauqua? No, wait. Let's, I, it's so, that is yeah. left behind. You know, the publishing yes. business is okay. gone now. Um, uh, Chautauqua. First of all, before the Chautauqua, the genre. What made you get into the mysteries? What, what mysteries? I love mysteries. Mm-hmm. I love mysteries the most. I love to read them. What did you used to, to read as them? a girl? I read. I I would say the thing that hooked me on mysteries was more Perry Mason. Oh, the, TV show. <laughs> the legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sports. and I just I just loved it, and mm-hmm. it was also a bonding time for me and my single mom, yeah. hardworking mom. Yeah, yeah. And she would take time out from her work, mm-hmm. and we would watch uh, Perry Mason. Yeah. And I loved Perry Mason for so many reasons. Oh, that relationship I mean, I... that he has with Della. <laughs> yes. So you saw it too. Oh, God, of You're course. My... <laughs> I mean, I read Sonia Sotomayor watched it and she became a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and just wanted to write murder mysteries. Yeah. And uh, I loved the mystery. I loved his character just championing you know justice yeah. his moral outrage and, and but he's so it. serious he's not a man I who laughs that. you know yeah, yeah. yes yeah. No, it's true but yeah. i just i just loved that and i loved as a kid learning sort of adult things like there'd uh-huh. be infidelity on this show right. or there'd be cheating <laughs> right um at business you know yes, but we never sort of... really got the lowdown between him and Della it well, that was <laughs> nowhere true. to be seen that's true that's <laughs> no. true it didn't but then, have I, a know, lot of that romance it's, it's sort of mo- morphed into Ironside uh, or yeah you know, I know there are two different series but but I loved him in that as well, Raymond Burr. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, that's anyway. I loved. I loved okay. the that there's a puzzle mm-hmm. and a cerebral part of it where you solve a puzzle. Who right. done it? Yeah. And there's the human element. Uh-huh. What you learn about people. Yeah. Uh, if you understand them or try to understand them, and their weaknesses and strengths. You can, it'll help you solve the puzzle sure. and understand people mm-hmm. better. Right. So, so that so me. So why uh, Chautauqua? Okay. Chautauqua, <laughs> <laughs> let me see how much time do we have. But Chautauqua <laughs> is a hard thing to uh, explain in a short amount of time. Oh, but I'm going to try. Come on, wait a minute. I'm going to try. Was, 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 okay. was that your hunting ground when, as no, a girl? It's, uh, ah. No, no. It okay. wasn't. It's uh, I'm a Chautauquan by marriage, I say. Oh, okay. And it's a, it's my husband's family has a house on a lake there. Uh huh. And it's more than just a summer community with a house on a lake. I sometimes call it a churchy, quirky, Ooh. historic, Victorian cottage-filled 
Lakeside Summer Arts Community. Bigots. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But uh, it has it has aspirations to be more modern now. Right, okay. But it, it launched a movement at the turn of the century that uh, is Teddy Roosevelt called the most American thing about America. So oh. it was kind of a moment where Americans, for the first time, got leisure time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wanted to get together and have a little culture and church services. And they're very isolated and remote. So it started a movement around the country. There's a bunch of places that used to have Chautauquas. In fact, thousands of places. And sometimes I'll go somewhere and there'll be a street that's called Chautauqua Street. Ah, Uh, isn't that funny? yeah. So, I mean, if you wanted to have a lecturer, they'd go town to town, ah. you know, or a music group and um, or a reading group for people who didn't finish school, you know, ah. or something like this. So I'm but, as uh, you're talking, I'm yeah. seeing the stories come alive. So the place is quaint uh-huh. and small townish mm-hmm. and full of people you think you know, but they have secrets mm-hmm. and uh, snobby people who have been coming for generations mm-hmm. and have like high-minded ideals. And then you put a murder there in a beautiful Victorian house. Oh, it and... sounds like um, Angela Lansbury exactly. type novels. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You've got it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm going for. So and it's my a little children, bit old fashioned. When we would yeah. watch that, my children would say, it's a small tent. Every- How many people are going to die there? <laughs> exactly. So yes, uh, mine is also a small town. And uh, yeah, I've killed off as many people <laughs> as, as die in Chicago every year or something. But uh, yes, I very much enjoyed it. And I ended up getting a following there. I don't say it's a huge following, but it's uh-huh. a very opinionated mm-hmm. and uh, involved following, which has been fun. Well, let me ask you this. Um, is there a prime protagonist that recurs? Yes, in- there is. Oh, and yes. might you want to share that I would, <laughs> I would. So the protagonist is Mimi Goldman. Oh. And... I, like I said, I get a lot of questions and, and letters and emails from Chautauquans because they take right. great pride in this place. <laughs> yeah. And so one of the funniest was somebody wrote me and they said, is Mimi, you, 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 is Mimi, you, 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 you. How cute. <laughs> so in a way, I say Mimi is me. But younger, braver, and prettier. <laughs> and uh, she is relentless in her quest for justice, mm-hmm. kind of like Angela Lansbury. But is she or, just, is she a writer in the book? She's a, a reporter oh, for a the reporter. local newspaper. Okay. And I've been a reporter. Uh-huh. And she's a reporter at the small town in Chautauqua. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had been a copy editor at the New York Post. <laughs> Okay. So she comes she comes from New York. So it's you you. And it is a little bit. I say it is me. Yeah. Uh but I would definitely give up much sooner than she does, you know, in in the chase. I mean, anytime she's threatened, I feel like 
you'd have to be a fool to keep going. (laughs) You know, why not turn it over to the police or whatever? And she's relentless. Does she fall in love in these? uh, She does. She does. (laughs) Uh, In the early books, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, She has, uh, I don't think I'm spoiling it. There's (laughs) romance. There's Mm -hmm. the first book, uh, which is the one that I What's the title? The title? That is called In the Shadow of Death, Uh a Chautauqua murder mystery. And they all have biblical uh, resonance. Okay. So in the shadow of death is the first and the most, uh, the one, one before this most recent one was crooked paths, a Chautauqua murder mystery. Listen, Uh, uh, the last one was a plague among us. When was the, uh, what year was the first book published? So it was published in 2013, but I actually wrote it in 1997. Okay. All right. So, so uh, m- many years after, and you had other books ready to be published then at that time. Uh, not Chautauqua. That was my only Chautauqua murder mystery. At, in 2013? I, I, yes. Ah. So what happened was I, uh, I well, first of all, mm-hmm. like I said, I've written it thinking I'll be satisfied just sure. to see it on a shelf. Right. My mother-in-law, who you just saw briefly yeah, right. passing through my yeah. uh, room here, uh, is my best advocate. No. So, um, so I brought it to the local bookstore in 2013. Yeah. And uh, the, that was a time where self-published books were less um, accepted. Right. There was a, more of a bias against self-published right, books. Right, sure. So anyway, I said to him, I have a murder mystery set in Chautauqua. Uh, I think it would be great to have it in the local bookstore. And he said, you know, it would be, but my hands are tied. I don't have <laughs> self-published books. Right. So my, I come home, my mother-in-law says, that is nonsense. <laughs> and, and she goes to the bookstore and she says, I'll leave you five copies. You sell them, you pay us. Uh, you don't sell them. Call me. I'll come get them. Uh-huh. Okay. What does my mother-in-law do? She goes and buys them. She has her friends go and buy ah! them. <laughs> Brava. Good, smart woman. <laughs> so then, you know, he wants a few more. And then I, for years, kept his phone message on my machine, but now I don't have it anymore. Uh, but the bookstore guy says uh, something like, you know, Earl Rothfuss, Chautauqua Bookstore. I want uh, 20 copies. You have a hot little book on your hands. <laughs> so that was one of my favorite messages of all time. Maybe I could get and your mother-in-law to work for me. <laughs> you should. You should. I mean, she would go into the store and complain if they don't have enough books out. <laughs> so everyone needs someone like my mother-in-law yeah. to back them so, if you so, don't have the umph enough to do it yourself. Yeah. So now right? this was the first and the, not the only Chautauquan mystery. No, they're no, all, okay. so I've gone on to do eight Okay, so, others, so all I'm of working them. on my ninth. Right. So yes. now what my question was, so the first one was published in 2013. How much time elapsed before the second and the third and the fourth? Do you remember? Well, Yes. So I, uh, 
I still wasn't sure what I was going to do with this. Mm -hmm. It was catching on slowly. Mm -hmm. And so the second year, I just decided I will do a, like almost a short story, but a little bit longer than that. It's right. a novelette. Right. And pages. I'd always wanted to do a uh, locked room mystery, you know, uh, like what, what Agatha would that Christie. entail, the locked room That's mystery? like, uh, it's generally like, um, you know, 10 Little Indians, the Agatha uh, Christie story where yeah. like everybody's on an island, people start dying. There's right. nobody else there. It's right. got to be one, one of, of the them. people there. Yes. Mr. Or, Green in the library yes. with the chandelier. <laughs> yes. Or Edgar Allan Poe has murders in the room org. And that's like right. two women are found dead, but the apartment's locked. Right. What okay, happened? I see. You know, I mean, yeah. so it's like a more, it's not just a who done it, but it's a how done it. You right. Know? Like, right. How did they do this? Yeah. So I gave myself this challenge and it wasn't a murder mm. and it was much shorter. And in fact, it, I think remembering it probably took me two years to do of this even shorter one. <laughs> and when that one also sold a little bit, and I'm yeah. not saying a lot, but just a little bit. Yeah. Um, then I decided I should try to make myself white, write one a year. Yeah. And so is that's that what, what you I'm did? trying to, that's what I'm doing now. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so what is the last book you published in the series, the title? It's called A Plague Among Us. A Plague a Among Us. A murder mystery. That's right. You, and, you mentioned that. And mm -hmm. each of them are set the year before. Ah. So, uh, so that was COVID year. Mm. That was A Plague Among Us mm -hmm. had a murder, but of it course. also had a plague among us. Wow. Um. So... Uh, it was a year that um, was the first year in the, I think it's, a, 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 let's see, it started in 1874, the first yeah. year Chautauqua canceled in-person events ah. uh, for COVID. Uh -huh. I mean, they even went through World War II, they went right. through, mm -hmm. um, like you know, almost bankruptcy mm -hmm. and had live events, but COVID shut it down yeah. and they just went all to Zoom. Mm-hmm. So, well, where exactly I still had a murder. I still Chautauqua. had a murder. <laughs> yeah. Where exactly is Chautauqua? It is in far western New York State. It's uh -huh. almost in Pennsylvania. Okay. And I usually fly to Buffalo from New York City. Right. And then drive uh or someone drives me because I've become a New Yorker who's afraid of driving. Driving. And <laughs> and Mimi and this is a digression, but it's an hour and a half from Buffalo. Ah, okay. And Mimi, my character, does not drive. <laughs> she has an elderly sidekick. Yeah. Who, I'm sorry, I didn't start her younger because she's now 95. Who? And she still drives. Her name, the sidekick. <laughs> Mimi also gets help from her son, who's uh -huh. 30s, yeah. and her husband. Mm -hmm. But the sidekick. Husbands with plural? Uh, she had a first guy, and now she's okay. on to another guy. Okay. But Sylvia, her most popular sidekick, uh, is getting pretty old. And people write me and say she shouldn't be driving. <laughs> <laughs> They're right. 
They're right. I know. So I maybe I can make Sylvia freeze in time or get younger. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, now, I mean, it looks like a train that's left, you know, the platform and it's going down and you have things pretty set. Do you think there's going to be an offshoot of these mysteries? Change of topic? I'm I'm trying something different this year. And uh, because I think that for me uh, to keep going with the writing, it always has to be fun. Right, of course. It can't. And if it starts to feel like a job, I start to resist it. Right. You know, I mean, I look like a rule abiding person and all of that, but I don't know about you. I like to feel I could kill. like, okay. And I like to feel like I'm having fun and this is my cheating on my real job. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, which I even like my real job, but yeah. this, uh, I have to um, have fun in it or I'm kind of spoiled, I guess. Yeah. So I have to keep the fun element. And so this year, what I'm doing is I'm reimagining an Agatha Christie story yeah. in Chautauqua. Um, <laughs> with, uh, so Chautauqua is chipping on Cleghorn, which is her spot. Yeah. And Mimi is going to play the Miss Marple role. Oh. And I'm updating it so it's like current uh, issues and Oh, it sounds stuff. fun. It sounds fun. It's, it's been super challenge. fun for me. Yeah. It's been very fun for me. Wow. How do you keep things fun? <laughs> oh, well, I change. <laughs> I change. Okay. Because All I've right. uh, so far only written uh, nonfiction. My next yeah. goal is paranormal romance. That's what wow. I... Wow. <laughs> yeah. With a psychic a... twist. With a psychic okay. twist. Okay. Yeah. That's a very popular genre. Well, it's I don't know popular. about that, but I have my characters. I'm building up the characters now. And I have uh, four books planned. <laughs> so wow. what happens oh, at first, fabulous. the second, the third, and I'm, you know, have the titles and we'll see where that goes. Is that what you like to read? Well, uh, I, <laughs> yes, actually, yes. that's what I like. Yes. I, I like, that is right. one of the genres that will completely get me away from anything that I'm doing. I'll just yes. sit and get into this stupid romance and unbelievable things that people could do like yes, yes. All that psychic element but there is love and they fall in yes, love and so that nice. makes you know the world go round but they have a um, a quest there's a quest and um, I won't talk about it that's just <laughs> giving away too okay. much okay <laughs> all right all right well anyway Mimi you know for years in books whatever one through whatever she's got a romance and of course, I married her off, oh. and she has a too good to be true husband, but he's our fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the last one, Sylvia has a romance. A Sylvia? Sylvia, the ninety-five-year-old. Oh! Oh! Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah! 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 And, yeah. and it so, wasn't through an app online. <laughs> no! No! I. It starts with them going to interview the medical examiner Mm -hmm. and the medical examiner is also in a small town, the funeral home director. Uh (laughs) And he's very busy at some meeting about COVID and COVID precautions. So his elderly dad is there Mm -hmm. and that, and starts off of course with Sylvia and the dad clashing 
Yeah. Because he says he's not impressed just because these women come from Chautauqua. Yeah. And yeah. pay too much for a home. You know, think he's going to be impressed that they live in an overpriced summer cottage. He's not impressed. Ah. You know? <laughs> and he tells them they're all bark, you know, sort of barking up the wrong tree that yeah, yeah. his son had declared this death that a COVID death or someone had declared it a COVID death. There's nothing suspicious about it. Mm -hmm. And, and they're like, ha ha ha, you know, because they're starting to suspect that it's actually foul play. Yeah. And then as time goes on, this father of the medical examiner (laughs) feels remorse (laughs) that he has uh, dismissed them so dismissively, you know, just like, this is nonsense. If my son says it's this, it's this. And so he ends up uh, feeling regret and joining them in their pursuit of whodunit ah. and so then they get together and that's just adds a little charm yeah and well, i should no. say a lot of my readers are older yeah so they but, are you know, rooting it for, gives uh, hope hope to yes. everyone no matter what yes. age right yes 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 <laughs> so right. now you have these two hats um is there a line that uh, uh, makes them similar in some way you know the headlines and the murder the mysteries is there some kind of similarity between the two types of work you know i've given this some thought on other occasions um, yeah i know uh one of the things that's similar is uh you know they're each genres in a way yeah I mean, they each have yeah, their yeah. own conventions and their rules and with each of them, I try to withhold something. In what so sense? In, the, in what sense? In the murder mystery, every time you're withholding and unspooling your clues gradually. Right, right, right. The biggest thing you're withholding, the biggest punchline is the whodunit. Right. Right? In the, uh, in the headlines, even though it doesn't sound so obvious, but one of the things in such a short form that I'm trying to do is I save the joke for the last word. Right. So Bezos exposes, you just think he's going to be exposing wrongdoing or something, and then right. you go, pecker. Yeah, you right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I try to, sometimes I'll write my headline and then I'll re, uh, reorganize Rework it because it. the, yeah, because the joke should be the last word. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, of, uh, so there's this something um, else that uh, so it's showing a withhold, conscious showing. withholding mm-hmm. it's a, mm-hmm. yes it's a conscious intentional uh withholding of the punchline okay i did one recently of oprah it wasn't the front page it, oprah and reese witherspoon uh <laughs> invested in spanks yes yeah. spanks <laughs> okay all right I had to explain it to my mother-in-law. It's undergarments, shapewear, uh, whatever. So then I want to say, I want to get the point across that, uh, you know, that Oprah and Reese join. So, so far it's straight, right? Oprah right. and Reese join. Right. Spanks, Spanksgiving. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> How cute. Oh, that's, that's so remarkable. I don't use it at the beginning. I, right. So that's what I do all the time is yeah. I, I try and save the punchline. To you know, last. For, yes, yes. Uh, here's, I'll give you one more. If, okay. If you, okay. Best for last. So 
Uh, this is, uh, there was a captain on an airplane that, a pilot, I'm sorry, who had a yeah. mental breakdown. So it isn't really funny. Uh, he was a JetBlue pilot mid-flight. He had kind of a mental breakdown and the co-pilot was afraid uh, because he's ranting and raving. So he locks the pilot out of the cockpit. The pilot continues to go up and down the aisle saying stuff and passengers restrain him in the seat with those belts yeah. and uh, sent us a picture. And I said, this is your captain freaking. Like, it's like, this is your captain <laughs> speaking, but this is your captain freaking. freaking. <laughs> yeah. So the last word is the joke. Right. Like the, right. Uh, what else? I mean, like anything, um, you know, some of the best headlines just came to you. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the best moments in a book, even right. though you have to keep writing, even if you don't feel inspired. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes just something occurred to you and that's magic right, right. you know i love the spanksgiving the spanksgiving okay. join in spanksgiving right. it's great yeah was that a recent headline yes it was good it was right just, for the season uh, tis the season yeah probably yeah. last thursday or something uh -huh. like that or Interesting. maybe yeah maybe yeah it was really well, very recent you know look um <laughs> i i i know we mentioned uh that I was taking you away from the chore of cooking because as today yes. as we record, it's the day before Thanksgiving. But That's I can't it. keep you. I'm thinking about your family. You have to go cook now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so I much do. for having for coming on. Thanks. It was Thanks so much for fun. Me. I'm honored to be your guest. Tell me. Thank um. You. Let Let me just know where people can find you. Do you have a website right now, specifically? I'm a, I have a website, Deb Pines, D-E-B-P-I-N-E-S dot com. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the easiest. I'm also on Amazon mm -hmm. and uh, two local bookstores in the Chautauqua area, the Chautauqua Bookstore and Off the Beaten Path, mm -hmm. out, just outside Chautauqua and Lakewood. But right. debpines.com. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And I, I'm going to be looking <laughs> for your books, you know. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Bye-bye, Deb. Bye-bye. <laughs>